Welcome to the Pitbull Patty Show. I'm your host, Patty Stuckler. We're keeping it real here with straight talk and sharing true stories that will inspire you to change your life. Are you ready for this? Because here we go. How do you feel when you think about Christmas? Do you get all really happy inside or do you feel like bah humbug? <laughs> My guest today is all about Christmas and keeping the, the Christmas spirit alive all year long. She happens to be a professional caroler. Who knew? I had no idea they even existed. She's the founder and director of I Smile in New York Productions and the fabulous Fezziwigs, which is a group of Broadway talented vocal musicians. She promotes the importance of Christmas on national radio shows as well as TV appearances, including on ABC, Fox News, and The View. It's my honor and privilege to introduce Renee Baker. Welcome, Renee. Thank you, Patty. It's great to be here with you. <laughs> I wore red just for you today for Christmas. You look beautiful <laughs> in red. Very festive. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't wear red that often, but I I thought, well, I'm going to be talking to Renee Baker today, so I got to wear red <laughs> in honor of Christmas. But And I've got so many questions to ask you as uh, a professional caroler, because I'm really curious about it, especially now that we're getting close to Christmas. But I just first got to tell you in full disclosure that I really hate Christmas. I'm kind of one of those people that I hate to tell you that, but I just, for me, the association with Christmas is like shopping and cooking, which I don't cook, by the way. Um, <laughs> so it's usually other people coming to my house with a bunch of dishes, but I still got to clean. I got to shop for a huge amount of people because I'm one of seven and my husband's one of six. And they don't seem to understand the concept of a Chinese Christmas where you, you know, gift exchange. So I, I end up buying like 80 presents every year. And it's just like, oh my God, I, I, I wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't stand it. And in fact, this year, I told my husband, I said, you know what? I, I'm, I'm so done with all this. I said, you're going to have to buy all the Stuckler side. I'll buy the Haley side, which is my maiden name. And, and, uh, you know, I'll take care of my side. You take care of your side because that's, you know, let's, let's even the load here. So he was like, okay. And, um, a couple of days ago. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. But a couple of days ago, <laughs> he said, <laughs> I came up with the, the best gifts I got. I'm, I'm good. I know what I'm going to get all my family. I'm like, great. What are you, what are you going to get them? He said, I'm going to give them money. And I'm like, well, like, <laughs> you, oh, really? You're going to give them all money? And he was like, yeah. And he, I said, well, all right. Well, we're getting close to Sunday, which is when we're going to celebrate Christmas with the Stuckler side. So an early Christmas. And so all his nieces and nephews will be there and his, his dad and his stepmom. And, and, um, I said, well, John, you got to get, you know, get these Christmas, you know, the envelopes to, you know, put the money in our names on them and all that. And you got to still got to right. buy a gift for your dad, you know, for, uh, you know, cause you're not going to give your dad money. And I said, so you got to do all this. And he goes, no, 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 I got it all planned out. I'm just going to bring a bunch of money and I'm just going to like make it rain. <laughs> you know, you just all, <laughs> they can all run around <laughs> picking up money somewhere and I fight for it. I'm like, you are, you are. You're totally crazy. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> so all these years, you've been putting all this care and effort and thought into 80 gifts. And uh, and the first year he has to do it, it's he finally realizes what an effort is, effort it is, first of all. But, but he doesn't seem to understand that it's really more about thinking about the, each person that you're 
you're shopping for or gifting and the thought and the care and the love and the joy that you put behind that gift is really what the gift is. I I guess I don't I don't know if he try, quite understands that but <laughs> I, I don't think he <laughs> Well, you know, I sympathize with you and I know that you are far from alone. There's a lot of people out there who just they get overwhelmed and tense and you know, Christmas turns out to be you know, like Sunday mornings when many people are going to church, right? They say it's the most unholy day of the, of the week because of, you know, the swearing and the rushing and the, you know, opposite <laughs> love that's going on, you know, before they go to church. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing. You know, we, we put so much pressure around the holiday. And, and truly what the gifts of the holiday are is, is what I said, is the, the thought, the inclusiveness, the, the, the togetherness and just being with each other, showing each other that you care about each other and including each other in our joy. That's really it. That's why, I mean, I like wrapping presents and putting all the bows on it, but that's because I really like making the special bows. For me, that's part of the gift. And I know that my family really kind of expect that from me or they really like that. It means something to them that I would dress up presents so much for them. You know, I could have a pair of socks in that box, you know, but it's so pretty and, and they really like that effort, you know, and, um, and I think you're right about the cards and the envelopes. If you know, there's money's okay, but you got to put that little extra effort show that you, you know, put some love and thought into it. Well, for me, I mean, I, it's just the last time I really enjoyed Christmas, I think I was 12 because I didn't do anything. I just showed up and, you know, my, the presents were all done for me. Like my mom and dad, you know, my mom actually did everything. And, and so it was like very exciting and wonderful. And I could hardly sleep the night before and all those things. But it's like now it's like that I, I'm the furthest thing from Martha Stewart that I think you can be. Like I like the a polar opposite. I'm more like a man uh-huh. when it comes to like decorating and, all, okay. and cooking. And although some men cook, and that's great. I wish I wish. Well, in fact, John, if we if I he didn't cook, he wouldn't eat. So <laughs> so he either he either cooks or or we go out to eat. But <laughs> I mean, I just I I like Thanksgiving because it's like what you were just describing to me sounds like Thanksgiving. How I feel about Thanksgiving, where. All you got to do is have a potluck with family. You show up and they usually show up at my house and everybody brings a dish. And it's like cool because you just, you play games and, you know, have this I great meal. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no pressure. There's like, I don't have it's to about worry about decorating. Sharing yeah. a meal, sharing a game, getting together. Yeah. Over the river and through the woods. Right. Yeah. So you, it's your job to sell me on why Christmas is better than Thanksgiving. <laughs> because, oh. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> well, gosh, no one's ever asked me why it's better than Thanksgiving. I do think that we should take that feeling from Thanksgiving and apply it to Christmas because, you know, Christmas has gotten out of control with the, you know, what, what people seem to not like. And I'm on board with this is the commercialism. I mean, the worst thing I've seen is Black Friday. <laughs> You know, one year my carolers, I'll, I'll get back to your question, I promise. But one year my carolers were hired to be at these two, I won't name, mention the name of the store, but a high-end, you know, kind of store that you would see at an outlet and in two different outlet malls. And we got there at 11 o'clock p.m. on Thanksgiving and we started at midnight and oh, the humanity. It was 
horrifying. People, there was a line, there were security guards and people were still, there was such a mob, people were stealing things under their coats and the security guards, you know, they had too much on their plate, they couldn't stop them. Fights were breaking out in the parking lot. I mean, it was the opposite of Christmas spirit. And there was a, a line of cars six miles down the highway waiting to get in to the parking lot at four in the morning as I was driving away. It was it was horrible. And I was just like, this is not we were there to bring the feeling of Christmas there. But I, I felt really ineffective there. But so um, anyway, your question, why is what what's so great about Christmas? Well, what's so great about, about Christmas in in my book? The holiday itself really is about a gift that was given to show God's love. And it wasn't just for one special group of people. It was for everybody, whoever wants it. What I think is special about the whole season is that there's tremendous potential to add to the world peace with the joy and, and the spirit of the season. There is this spirit of the season. Look, my, my caroling company, every year I've got about 30 of us in these Victorian costumes or not, you know, and we go out like this. Now I've got a really diverse group of carolers. Of course I've got Christian carolers, but I have Jewish carolers, Buddhist carolers. I have at least one atheist caroler. I'm always going for more diversity, but here's the important thing. We all, as diverse as we are, recognize this palpable spirit of the season. We love it. It fortifies us. We share the, uh, we, we hold ourselves accountable to the hallmarks of it. What are those? Charity, generosity, including other people in our joy, connecting with people. We all feel it and, and it brings us a lot of joy. And so if we are tapping into that, and that doesn't have to do with buying stuff. It doesn't have to do with the ribbons and the bows. It's, it's like Grinch at the end of the story, you know. It's something deeper than that. It's this connectivity with each other. And if, if we would just concentrate on that and uh, include everybody and not feel petty about what's being taken away from us. I mean, you know, I think that some of the negativity that we hear about when people take issue with the word you know, happy holidays, the term happy holidays rather than Merry Christmas. I mean, not everybody celebrates Christmas. So, and if, if we don't, it, on both sides, people who don't celebrate Christmas, some people aren't going to want to say Merry Christmas, but some people are. If they know you celebrate Christmas, they'll say, I've got lots of Jewish friends who are, have no problem wishing Merry Christmas to people they know celebrate Christmas. Just like I have no, I have no problem saying happy Hanukkah to people who I know celebrate Hanukkah. But the thing is, we don't know who's celebrating, you know, Eid or pagan holidays or, you know, Hanukkah or just the solstice, you know, there's so many things that people are celebrating together. And it's really beautiful that we can share that joy together. Well, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like it's, um, one of those things where the the word Christmas, I mean, it it's it's not a generic word. It it is about Christ, and you know the the things that you've seen before. I'm sure where it says keep Christ in in Christmas. I feel like that's getting lost somewhere, and I understand what you're saying about inclusion and about diversity and all that. And I think that's great. And I've heard over the years that a lot of Jewish people have you know they they're not offended by all the years of of Merry Christmas. 
people saying Merry Christmas to them, even if, if they don't realize that they're Jewish or whatever. But at the same time, I, I, I'm, I'm personally leery that, you know, if you start taking, you know, Christ out of Christmas and stop saying Merry Christmas, then that's a, that's a slippery slope to, to, in the attempt to be so diverse and so inclusive. I understand, I understand the, the desire for that. Don't get me wrong. I understand that totally. And, and I respect other cultures. I, I expect, I respect, you know, Kwanzaa and Ramadan and all the things that the different traditions and holidays and, and spiritual, you know, holidays of different religions. But at the same time, for all the millions of Christians out there, I feel like, well, if you, if I can't say Merry Christmas, and I'm not saying that you're saying I can't say Merry Christmas, but if it's taken out of and watered down, let's put it that way. Watered down is probably a good way to describe everything so that now you can say Santa Claus. Although now I just was reading the other day, there's a lot of places they don't even want to say Santa Claus anymore, like because that's Saint Nick or, or whatever. And that has a Christian religious, um, you know, connotation. And it's like we're getting crazy. The PC. Police are, are out of control. That's, that's just my opinion. I feel like it's, um, you know, I, I applaud what you're doing in the sense that it's, you're, you're, you're wanting, I'm seeing to, to share the whole Christmas spirit all year long. And also from a psychological standpoint, sounds like what, what you're doing on, on that front. But at the same time, I don't know about this whole, I don't, I don't like personally the happy holidays or the, winter concerts. It's a Christmas concert. You know what I mean? I don't know. And if you, and if it's a Jewish day school, then it's a, you know, it's not a Christmas concert. Then it's a, you know, then it's a Hanukkah, you know, festival or whatever. You know, I know a lot of people feel the same way. Now, as far as watering down Christmas, I, I don't know if I would call that watering down Christmas is changing the name of events where it's not just people who celebrate Christmas because the, the month of December, the winter holidays, there's several of them. It's not just Christmas. And the Christmas concerts, look, I remember when I was, I grew up in a very homogeneous town out in the Midwest. Outside of the, um, the two Jews and the one atheist I was aware of, I wasn't aware of knowing anyone who wasn't some sort of a Christian. That's how homogeneous it was. And we had our Christmas concert in our public school. But I remember one year, this was back in the late 70s, maybe early 80s, but I think it was in the late 70s, our public school system decided to change the name of our Christmas concert to the more inclusive winter concert. I don't remember anybody complaining about it back then, but I have been noticing this trend more and more through the years where people are getting upset about it and they feel like something's being taken away from them. You know, and, and what what I have seen and discovered, at least in some cases, is that we need to just examine more. What is it that we care about? I mean, Christmas is a word that like, look, I get it. We've got our Christmas, what I call holiday triggers. They're really, they're sense memories for us that we're sentimental about what December's looked like in our childhoods. We love that. Like you said, up to age 12, you just had this beautiful Christmas experience. And so we're sentimental about that. And, and I believe that the word Christmas is one of those spirit triggers. Now, what is it if it's important to us? Is it really that you feel that Christ is being taken out of the holiday if we say winter concert rather than Christmas concert? I mean, I know that in these winter concerts, 
you've got songs being sung that are Christian. You've also got, you probably have a Hanukkah one. You probably have a non-holiday specific one or two in there as well. And so, you know, it's sharing the joy. I mean, when we tell people, when we make a lot of noise about having to, we feel like we're not supposed to say Merry Christmas anymore. And, And by the way, I don't believe that that's true. I believe that you can say Merry Christmas you can say, and most people are not even going to be offended by it. It's just that when it comes to these bigger events where more people are included, you want to, you want to make them, you know, even if you're Christian, then in the name of Jesus, you want these people to be included in your joy by, by making noise about saying, you know, we have to call it Christmas. Or we have to make you feel like Christmas is the dominant winter holiday and everything's got to be called Christmas. You're actually pushing people away from this true spirit of Christmas, you know, whereas by being inclusive, we invite them in and we share what's beautiful about Christmas by making a lot of noise about not wanting it to be anything but Christmas. We're pushing them away. And I think that's the opposite of what we want to do as Christians. I'm a Christian. You know, I read recently about there was this, this town that shall remain nameless out in the Midwest somewhere. And they started out very much like the town that I grew up in and uh, very homogeneous. But look, migration has happened. I like to say migration, not that other word, because it's too much of a hot button issue. But migration has happened almost everywhere and, and including that town. So uh, now they had their annual event, right? Let's call it the Christmas stroll, the Christmas whatever. But because so much migration had happened and they had such more diversity now that the Chamber of Commerce decided that they wanted to change the name to the something like Winter Stroll to be more inclusive and include everybody in the town in the joy of this beautiful event. Well, you see what's coming. (laughs) A lot of the town merchants got all up in arms about it. And um, one of them, one of them said that she was afraid that by taking the word Christmas out of the title, that it would become just a, a generic festival. She said, we've got carolers on the streets and, and Christmas trees, and I'm afraid that those things will be taken away, and it'll just become like an ordinary festival. So, you know, she's afraid. This other one said, you know, if you can't celebrate Christmas, I'm not going to support the event or the chamber. The chamber wants us to donate and sponsor a tree, but I will not. I will take a stand and I will have Merry Christmas all over my store, inside and out. You know, and I'm like... That's not the spirit of Christmas in my book. Anyway, and what's happening anyway, the town didn't say they can't carol. The town didn't say they can't celebrate Christmas. They're not even taking away the tradition of the trees. In fact, it's these they're they're continuing the tradition of the trees and the sponsorship of them by the local merchants and it's those local merchants who don't want these things to go away who are taking a stand and not sponsoring the trees. So it becomes an angry scenario there that pushes people away from the joy and the love of Christmas. Whereas now you've got people who don't celebrate Christmas. Look, like I said, I've got carolers who are not Christian. They celebrate other holidays, but they love Christmas. They see the joy in Christmas. They carol. They're singing about Jesus every year with me. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And if you want to spread a message, if you want to keep Christ in Christmas, I think it's more about showing compassion and inclusiveness 
And you can be doing it in his name. I think that's how you keep Christ in Christmas more than how you give a holiday greeting. And I'm not saying you can't say Merry Christmas, but I think that keeping Christ in Christmas is more about how you show the love and compassion than how you give a holiday greeting or how you react to the government getting involved in your holiday celebrations. That's the way I think. Well, <clears throat> I think you, um, I think I, I mean, I totally understand your sincerity and I think you're extremely sincere about how you feel about this topic. And I'm sure you've obviously you've given it a lot of thought because you talk about Christmas a lot, uh, all the time. But, and, and I don't, but, but at the same time, I, I think that woman who said about the tree and the Christmas, you know, the women you were describing in the town that took a stand, blah, blah, blah. It's not that she was taking a stand against she, you know, any other group or, or ethnicity or whatever religion. She was taking a stand for her own. And I do, my, this is my opinion. I think words do matter. And I think that if you, I understand what you're saying about, like, it's about the Christmas spirit and all those wonderful things. But if, if, if no one ever really commercially or, uh, publicly, other than just to their friends said Merry Christmas and in all publications and on television and Christmas concerts became holiday or winter, con winter concert and the word Christmas just kind of, kind of really went away out of the public square other than just talking to your friend saying, Oh, I know you're a Christian. So Merry Christmas. Cause that's kind of what I'm hearing you say. Okay. Well, if we did that 25, 50 years from now, th those generations coming up, that's not, they're going to be their experience. And I, and I have a feeling that that, that joy that you're describing, the meaning will really be lost because it really is about Christ. And I, and I think that, that, that really matters that they, and, and it's not to say you're, any of the Christians, and it was last I checked, were still a predominantly, obviously, Judeo-Christian society, let alone a Christian society, at least in the United States. I don't know. I just feel really like you got to be real careful to all of a sudden stop using that word publicly in print, in concert title, in titles of events and things like that, because I think ultimately you could really lose what it's all about in the first place. I hear what you're saying, and I'm not saying that we should ban it from the public not at all and some concerts i think if they're going to be just christian should you know okay then they call the they call it a christmas go ahead but you're not going to be including these other groups of people that you might really want to include and then of course that town or whatever is going to have to have a hanukkah festival and a ramadan but you know if they want to be inclusive of their of their people but now here's something Jesus didn't command us to say Merry Christmas. I mean, Christmas, I mean, Christmas wasn't even a term for many years after he was resurrected, right? So Christmas, the word is really not at the heart of what Christmas is really all about. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who, there's been a lot of books written and a lot of people who talk about how, you know, Jesus was probably actually born in September, but we celebrate Christmas in December because that's when these other winter holidays were taking place. And if we wanted to win other people over to Christianity, we needed to not rock their world so much that their special holiday was changed to a whole different time. So all, there's a lot of different reasons why we celebrate Christ's birth in December. And so when we talk about 
it not being about Christ by not saying Christmas publicly. And, and like I said, again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't or that we couldn't. I think we're missing the mark. I, I really think that keeping Christ in Christmas is not about this man-made word. You know, if it's about Christ, what did Christ say? Love one another, you know, include one another, take care of each other. Those things are more Christian and Christmas than the word Christmas in my book. I think it's, I think you're, it's a sentimental a place we're coming from when we feel like we got to just hold on to Christmas. And, you know, and you don't, I, I don't think that you're, I don't think it is going away completely. I think we still see Christmas all over the place. I just sang a jingle, my carolers and I sang a jingle for this, this lighting company the other day. It was the 12 days of Christmas. You know, it's all over the place. You hear it on the radio waves. Many people think too early in the year now. So I don't think we're in any danger of the word Christmas going away from the public view. But I do think what we're in danger of is losing the true focus of Christmas. Well, I I do think, and we'll we'll move on because I have a feeling we'll we'll disagree to disagree. Okay. But <laughs> but I think that um, I mean, and I wish I had the stats for you because I've read them uh, over the last number of years that that the people who self-identify as Christian has consistently gone down in the United States and people who attend mass or any other type of, if you're Lutheran, Methodist, whatever, Catholic, whatever Christian religion or denomination or non-denominational, but Christian uh, religion, that has also gone way down. I, I know myself, I'm Catholic, was raised Catholic and still practice as a Catholic. And, you know, it's way down. I mean, you see a lot of uh, Catholic churches that have boarded up, especially in inner cities and so forth. So, um, and lots of other, uh, churches as well, Christian churches. So I personally think it does matter. I really do. I think that, that, that. So you think it's not hearing Christmas, the word has to do with people turning their, or, you know, becoming lukewarm about their faith. I think in general, I think, I think a, a society that, that kind of erodes, that's just one of lots of things. I think if it starts eroding, and I think it has over the last, you know, uh, 20, 30 years in particular, I think those kinds of things, the breakdown of the family in a lot of ways, less people going to church, you know, identifying that, you know, that that's the pinnacle or that's the kind of what holds people together and a community together. I just, I mean, I, it's not even about what I think. The statistics do bear out. I'd, I'd have to look it up, but I could, I, I guarantee no, it. I, I know that you write about the statistics about, about uh, there being fewer people attending worship services and identifying as Christian. I know you're right about that, but I do disagree with you that it's about what I call the trappings of Christmas. You know, um, it, it's interesting because the people who want to say, keep Christ in Christmas, you know, these days are the people who really want to have the word Christmas. They want to make sure that we have Christmas trees and, and Christmas trappings, you know, the Christmas trappings, but their predecessors, the people back in history who wanted to keep Christ in Christmas were really anti all of that stuff. So it's really kind of flip-flopped what keeping Christ in Christmas really meant. And back then when so many people identified as Christian, Back then, they were much more puritanical about it, really. I mean, that's probably the wrong word, but they they didn't want to have what were what started out as pagan 
trappings, you know, Christmas trees were, you know, it was, that was a German thing from a German God, a Nor, what's it called? Nor, I forget his name, Nort something more. I had it this morning, but that was, that was a German thing that God adopted having greenery in your house. That was something that was frowned upon. If you were really Christian, you know, um, I don't even think the word Christmas was, was invented when people first started observing the birth of Jesus, but it was much more about following Jesus back then. So it was a much purer way of celebrating the birth of Jesus. And of course, back then it was much more important to celebrate the resurrection. And now we have both pretty much equal in, in our minds. But uh, so my whole idea, I don't mind Christmas trees. There are still a lot of people who they frown on those trappings of Christmas. You know, they're from the old school. I don't mind because like what I was talking about earlier, what these spirit triggers, the good news is that we can reset them, you know, and I think that resetting, you know, assigning a deeper meaning to the way we celebrate, you know, whether it's, you know, examining what's in the word Christmas. That's so important to me. Uh, and, why, why is it, you know, let's be really honest with ourselves. Is it because it's a sentimental word or is it because I truly feel that if you take Christ out of that particular title of this inclusive town event, that it'll be taking Christ out. And if that's true, why don't we actually go to that festival that's now called a winter festival and bring the spirit of Christ there with us, share it that way. And, you know, they still have the carolers at these things. And you've got, you've got lyrics about Jesus all over the place during the holiday season. I'm, I'm here to tell you <laughs> every day, my carolers and I are out there singing, singing about Jesus as well as the non-holiday specific and the Hanukkah. So you can reset the meaning just like, uh, you know, um, when we, when the, the Christmas tree came to, you know, Queen Victoria's home with her husband. And, uh, and that was when the presses were beginning to cover such things. And so, and Charles Dickens was writing at that time. And so suddenly the tree became a symbol of Christmas. And I was just looking this morning, I was reading about um, the uh, oh, oh Christmas tree, that song. I was looking a little deeper into that. And, and really all of those words, Oh Christmas tree, they're, they're about, how we now look at the Christmas tree and see that it's it's got all sorts of reminders of the Lord of love and Jesus and how God wants us to remember him. And so we've reassigned the meaning. So I don't have a problem with Christmas trees because I think we look at it now and we think of what we want to think about at Christmas time. And we can do that with all sorts of our different spirit triggers. So how did you end up getting in, involved in so heavily into Christmas? I know you have a kind of a thea theatrical uh, background. So so is that just kind of it was a progression from just kind of some of your acting that or or you just it was tell me about that. I have always always loved Christmas. I mean, I I had I had some challenges in my childhood. Um I don't dwell on them now, but I think they made me who I was, but when I was a little girl, I, you know, I was, I was very sad any, much of the year, but in the middle of the night during December, I would get up because everyone was asleep and I'd go into the living room and I'd plug in the tree lights and I would just sit there and I would look at the beautiful tree and I'd see out the window. And I, I'm from Michigan. 
the lights on the tree reflected in the window and the moon on, you know, reflected off of the, the snow. And it was just so beautiful. And I would sit there and I would think about God and I would think about the birth of Jesus. And, and I would think about, you know, Santa Claus, you know, there's somebody out there who loves me so much. He doesn't even know me really. And he, he comes down my chimney and he's got gifts for me. And, and I, it just made me, I, I was so wrapped in love during that time of year that it just, it really did a lot for me. And so, and I loved going to, um, you know, the late night Christmas masses. I, you know, even though it was dark and kind of quiet and not celebrated the same way in some of the other ones, I really, I loved the mystery of that. I just, I just really felt the spirit then. So, you know, I, I was a, a singer, a close harmonizer growing up. And, uh, I always dreamed about going to New York city and I went to, I got a degree in musical theater and I came to New York city and dreamt about having this, you know, a company of close harmony groups. But, you know, I came to New York city. There was so much of what I called frown pollution everywhere. It's like, <laughs> But with a random acts of kindness and just enriching the city that way, like whether it's bringing hot cocoa to cold construction workers in the dead of winter or helping old ladies cross streets or, you know, spending that extra time with tourists, you know, when they're lost on the streets or, you know, whatever, just it was flash mobs. We've had flash mobs handing out hand warmers and things like this that's what I wanted to do. So I named this company, I smile in New York productions and smile is an acronym stands for shine my inner light everywhere. So really the name of my company is I shine my inner light everywhere in New York. And so that's what we strive to do. And of course we never do it more than when we're out there caroling all of the city and in the tri-state area. But so it started out as a caroling company. And uh, it just got bigger and bigger. And uh, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary this past November. So it's our 21st wow. year. So we've seen a lot of examples of holiday spirit, Christmas spirit. Did I mention my group is very diverse? I've got. You did. <laughs> um, so we celebrate a lot. We, we recognize, you know, people spell, uh, celebrating different holidays. Uh, we've gotten pretty good at recognizing. Okay. They look like they want to hear some Hanukkah songs or they look like Christmas carolers make them uncomfortable. Let's go to Let It Snow or Winter Wonderland or, you know, so we can kind of feel this group out and, and you can see the difference it makes when you're including them, making them feel included in this joy and not like an outsider. And I think that that is one of the keys to more peace in this world and more joy and making Christmas look you know, like a celebration of the greatest gift of love God ever gave us, in my opinion. So you go, your group goes and does all kinds of events, caroling, and and people book you to do that all over the city, yep. in Manhattan and so forth. City, we're in, you'll often see us at the New York Botanical Gardens. They've got this beautiful train show there, and there's an outdoor stage with microphones and and we get a huge group of people around us caroling and jingling bells and throwing requests at us of all different kinds. And um, so that's one place. In fact, you can find the schedule of our uh, public events on our website. Uh, can I give that? It's www.smileny.com. Yes, yes, yep, and under the schedule, 
uh, a menu. You can see those. A lot of our, our events are actually private events. You know, maybe there's country clubs or uh, sometimes we'll be greeting people at somebody's private party at their house. We'll be outside their door as they're coming in. And then we'll later on go into their living room and lead them in a sing-along. There's different restaurants and uh, um, lots of, well, this Thursday. What's today? Today is Tuesday. Today Tuesday or Wednesday? It's tomorrow. Today's Thanks. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Oh, this will be past though. Uh, we're, we're, anyway, there's uh, outdoor spaces like uh, the Battery Park City tree lighting, or we did one in Sunnyside, Queens. We have another uh, public event at the 34th Street Partnership, 30, 33rd Street and 7th Avenue, where we're just outside. And um, the Lambs Club. Every Saturday, that's on 44th Street in, in New York City, and we have a group that's not dressed in Victorian costumes. It's more, it's what I call our courier and knives look. Uh, so it's not so, you know, jewel tones and Victorian era. It's more, more Edwardian, actually. So every Saturday in December from 11 until 3, there are brunches at the Lambs Club. And every Sunday in December, there are Sunday suppers from 5 until 8. And we've got this particular group singing there and on Christmas Day. So these are these are places you can go. The Miracle on Madison Avenue every year, we're caroling there in front of the participating merchants. And they kick back 20% or so to uh, charity, usually the, um, the children's cancer research, uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering. And, uh, and that's really neat because on Madison Avenue, 20% of a day's sales are kind of huge. So I've got a couple more questions for you. Cause I see where we actually talked quite a bit of quite a while now. How do you keep your voice strong? I'm just curious. Oh no, no, it's a really good question. And, and you'll often see singers, with scarves around their neck, even when you would not expect them to have a scarf on their neck. So some, some singers do that. I don't usually need to, unless it's actually really cold, but you drink lots of water. I definitely take more vitamin C in the winter time. I mean, uh, there are different products you can use if you feel phlegm <laughs> and we usually have lozenges on hand, but you, you have to be careful about overusing your voice. You know, you don't want to go partying or screaming or singing in the car when you're competing with noises and things like that. So when it gets to be the thick of the season, when we're singing every day, maybe two or three events in a day, we'll be really quiet in between our sets uh, and try to rest our voices, try to get enough sleep. You know, you want to be careful what you eat and drink during, during these times. Um, and you know, sometimes people get sick. It's just a reality. And so sometimes I'll have to put a substitute caroler on, you know, is, is the costume that you wear, like, like you're wearing today, is that itchy? What's that made out of? Is it wool? I'm just curious. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. This is more like brocade. We like brocade. That's a really nice material because it's sturdy and there's festive, you know, uh, uh, variations on it. But yeah, uh, we do have some that are wool, but they're not itchy. They've got lining, but they're a little bit on the roomy side, most of them, so that you can wear, you know, the long underwear under them or something because we sing outside quite a bit. So we have to be able to wear layers underneath. And sometimes if we're outside for on a really cold day, I'll, I'll put a, a wool cape over this. But we try to continue looking, you know, Victorian or Edwardian or whatever. But sometimes we're singing inside a country club and you don't want to be sweating too much. <laughs> so we can't have them be built too warm. Well, thank you. I'm going to, I want to thank you so much for, for 
for this interview today. You've been a great sport and really informative. And I, um, before I close out, I want to, if you wouldn't mind, to sing a few bars of kind of your your favorite uh, inspiring Christmas tune. Um, that is Good King Wenceslas. I also like, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Which one do you like better? Either one, you pick. Okay. Well, let me just, I'll do Good King Wenceslas because I'll tell you it's a, it's a true story. You know, do you like Good King Wenceslas? Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a true story. He was a duke, not a king while he was alive. Uh, and it was, a, he had a, a twin brother named yeah, Boleslas. Nordstrom's. His, his father was killed in battle. He was the duke of Bohemia. And so Wenceslas, who was born just a few minutes before his brother, became the duke. And it's true that he loved Christmas and he, he would he would always go out on the Feast of Stephen, the day after Christmas, with gifts of wine and fire fuel and blankets and meat to the poorest people. And and he was always encouraging the richer people in, in his town to also look out after the poorer people. And even when the weather was frightful and his pages were telling him, just wait a day, let's go out on another day. Like, nope, we're going out tonight. And so this is a true story. And when he was such a saint, and there's a lot more to say about it, but I'll cut it short. He was posthumously uh, king. So he, after he died, was considered a king and still really revered. So that one goes... Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen when the snow lay round about deep and crisp and even. Brightly shone the moon that night, though the frost was cruel. When a poor man came in sight, gathering winter fuel. That's the first verse. Very nice. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was really nice. I could never well, do that in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, awesome. at least you like to listen to it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I just want to thank you so much. I think I still like Thanksgiving as the best holiday for me because I just get to eat. No no tree, no presents, no nothing but food. But and communing with others. Yes, yes. So uh the same kind of Christmas spirit with all without all the all the rest. But I um but you've been great and I really enjoy your singing and, and hopefully people will check you out. Sounds like they can go to I Smile NY and it's I Smile NY Productions, correct? Well the simplest website address is ismileny.com, but you can also look up I Smile in NY or I Smile in New York Productions. They all work. 